0: Let's talk a little bit about veterinary care. Now, if you have pets, you know at the best of times, veterinary care can be very expensive. BC's uh, pet owners spend on average about nearly $1,200 on the health of their animals which uh, is way above the national average of $872 according to the Canadian Veterinary Medical Association and as uh, a lot of you know one single emergency uh, surgery can be upwards of $5 to $10,000 now economic euthanasia is a term that is sadly familiar to people working in veterinary medicine and at animal rescue agencies it's the tragic situation where an animal has the potential to recover if provided necessary medical care but that care isn't available because it is financially out of reach now RAPS, which is the regional animal protection society says a white paper may provide some answers one simple step would be for the federal government to deduct veterinary expenses from your taxes joining me to talk a little bit about that issue is rebecca breder she's an animal rights lawyer rebecca thank you uh, for speaking to us today thanks so much for the invite uh, lots to talk about here. RAPS, the Regional Animal Protection Society, is talking about um, uh, you know making vet bills tax deductible. Your thoughts on that?
1: I think it's a fantastic idea. It's it's an idea that RAPS, the Regional Animal Protection Society, uh, has come up with. That they've been working on this for for a couple of years now, and it's... It's really, it would be, I don't know of any other country or place in Canada that would have it, but essentially it's providing tax credits for veterinary care. And and I think given that over 50% of Canadian households have at least one dog or one cat, it just makes economic sense to do that. I mean, companion animals are part of our families. There, are Many people consider their cats and dogs as Part of their family just as they do their human children and so if we provide tax benefits for health care for people then I think the time has come for providing tax benefits in terms of veterinary care as well and you know I let me just say I don't think it's such a far leap either because it's not like this doesn't exist at all uh, farmers for example in Canada get tax benefits for providing veterinary care to their farmed animals, but it has to be uh, considered like uh, a business expense. You know, this would be slightly different because it's not a business expense. It's, it's, uh, it's an expen- personal expense for families. But mm-hmm. it's not like the government would have to start from complete scratch to think of something like this. Mm-hmm. And Raps did an incredible job at providing kind of a, a blueprint on how this would work.
0: Uh, Do you think it should begin and end with dogs and cats? What if, let's say, I had uh, pet bunnies at home and they required veterinary care or you had a lizard uh, that you kept uh, in a tank of some sort? (laughs) Um, Would it it apply for any pet then, potentially?
1: Well, I mean, I have to say I'll just put in a little... My own thought is, I personally, I don't believe that exotic animals should be kept as pets. Mm-hmm. So I would not be in favor of doing anything that promotes keeping exotic type of animals as companion animals. So I think this would... The idea here is to start with cats and dogs and, and maybe rabbits. I mean, rabbits, they're companion animals, too. And there are so many rescues out there. I think that should apply to rabbits, too. But... Personally, I mean, I, I wouldn't go as far as, as extending this to to lizards and exotic type of animals. And I don't think that's the intent of this right mm-hmm. now anyway. Mm-hmm. The intent of this is really to focus on, on cats and dogs mainly and, and probably animals like, like rabbits and maybe even hamsters, the little guys that we often forget about, but that are part of our families as well. And, you know, just also, if, if I could just say one more thing is that, Like I said, I mean, companion animals really are members of our families. I think anyone who has a pet will most likely agree with me. And B.C., in just a few days, on January 15th, is going to be the first province in Canada that is amending its Family Law Act to recognize the best interest of animals and the consideration of companion animals, that is, in the context of when couples separate. And so the reason why I bring that up is because, again, it's not such a far leap for the government to make that considering animals as family is just the way things are now. And the time has really come that we need to be doing everything we can to promote that and to help people really keep their companion animals and treat them like family.
0: And you said that was on January 15th, that that becomes law in this this province?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the law was amended last year, but it's coming into force. Uh, in just a few days, the uh, Family Law Act, yep.
0: and and that that's is that in, in in other jurisdictions as well, or is this a first for British Columbia for for Canada?
1: It's a first in Canada. It's really exciting. We're really leading the way on that. So sorry, I don't want to like change topics here, well, but it's just I, I'm raising that because I think it's an example of how governments are recognizing, including our own, that companion animals are part of family, mm-hmm. and so here in British Columbia, that is becoming law in the sense that it's recognized, it will be recognized under the Family Law Act, and and so it's, it's really, it's an idea that is starting to be enshrined in law, and so providing tax benefits for veterinary care isn't such a far leap.
0: How much of an impact uh, do uh, medical treatments for animals, whether it be ultrasounds or MRIs, what's the cost generally? I mean, you deal with a lot of cases. Can you give me a sense of what cost for animal care is like today, like like for, you know, when you, when you visit a veterinary, veterinary, veterinarian?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, they could be astronomical, especially if you don't have pet insurance, which a lot of people don't. And so just going for an MRI or an x-ray is a few hundred dollars. Going for uh, a CT scan and then having that read by and by a radiologist, an expert or a specialist, that is easily a couple of thousand dollars right there. And so, with these unexpected expenses, you know, we always want our, our companion animals to be healthy and safe and all that. But just like with humans, we never know what could what can arise. And so, when you have a huge expense like that, what happens more often than we would like to see is what we call uh, economic euthanasia or financial euthanasia it's really sad it's basically when people cannot afford the treatment and they feel that they have no other choice but to have their animal put down so if these tax credits would actually exist i think that would really help that financial burden and that financial impact on on people when they're faced with big expenses
0: like that uh, I'm curious, uh, are there any uh, private sector extended health or ha- extended medical programs that you know of where extended health applies to pets at all? I mean, obviously employees do have extended health care from a variety of employers, uh, but does, has, has, have any of them ever been extended to pets as well?
1: I haven't seen it, but I love the idea of employers in the same way as they extend health benefits for like dental care, medical care for massages, and whatever else. As it would be amazing if employers would include veterinary expenses as part of their, their benefits package for their employees. I mean, how amazing would that be for, for employees and for their companion animals?
0: Well, it's a very interesting conversation. It's part of a white paper from uh, RAPS, uh, and they do great work. I know they're based out in Richmond, uh, and uh, it's an interesting conversation, that's for sure, and I'm sure that it's not the last time we'll be having it, that's for sure. Rebecca, thank you so much for your time today.
1: Thanks so much, Jez.